goblins and just downright ghouls out there. We are back for a part two episode of the Halloween exclusive special that we threw on with Larry. And it is just a reminder that there is a part one. So if you want to listen to us kill a whole bottle of Reka vodka and go on way too many rants about things no one asks us about, tune into part one. But how's it going, dude? We are back. We are back, and we're, I'm ready for this one, dude. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't even remember finishing the last one, so it's nice to uh, it's nice to have a little bit more of a clear mind. Some say we're still not finished. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was a yeah that that was a, that was a four day repercussion. Mm-hmm. It was the first time since I've turned thirty that I had to wear sunglasses at work. <laughs> I'm just sitting in a desk chair with sunglasses, staring up at the grow lights, just like, yep, I earned this. Yeah, coming in like Spicoli. Oh, yeah, dude. If I would have had Vans slip-ons, I would have worn them that day for sure. And yeah, coming in with divorced dad rock because it's the season. <laughs> dude, it is the season. Oh, my God. What do you think of with divorced dad rock just instantly? Because I feel like it almost changed over the years. It reminded me that, like, I am a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like when we were kids and like, you know, when the adults listened to like Papa Roach and shit, mm-hmm. I didn't realize we would be those adults one day. Yeah. I hear that one song that about offing yourself. Which one is that? Last Resort. That's oh, what yeah. it was. Every, yeah, every uh-huh. time I hear that, it just like, like I just go for it. Ban it. Ban it. <laughs> yeah. You just can't help but get a little of that pent up angst out mm-hmm. or like trapped headstrong. Yeah, that one. A lot of stained. I love stained to begin with. Oh yeah. So just just to find it on a on a nice playlist, I'm just like, yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, it's nice to have a reminder that oh, Breaking Benjamin was a band. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> the leaves are falling, and women are starting to dress like Han Solo already. Like <laughs> season is here. Once you pointed that out, it just fucked me up. <laughs> oh, I saw it on a meme, and I've never been able to let it go. <laughs> Like all these comparisons, and I'm like, oh my, there's the vest. Headbands with Cinnabons on the side of them, I get it. Do you think any of them are good pilots? Uh, Probably, probably not, I would imagine. They're the ones that like wait a little bit too long after the green goes, just Mm -hmm. so that they can look both ways before they go forward. Yeah, Yeah. they like hold up a turn. I don't like them. Yeah, no, I feel it. I kind of figured that they'd be the same types of people that if you let them rent a boat, you know they can't leave the dock without insurance. Yeah, their kids have a really short name, but there's like a G-H and I and an E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're white as rice, so it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be that much punctuality to a name. Yeah. But there is. Mm-hmm. Do you think that first and middle names are making a comeback? Uh, that's a good, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> uh. We lived through the era where everyone was two first names, and two thank God that's names. over. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot more uh, last names that are like first names, mm. or like presidential, or like Bueller. Yeah, yeah, or the kind of street you don't want to go down after 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I call them click click streets where you can hear both doors lock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dude. not where I thought that was going at all. You turn Grandma down the wrong street, and it's a click click street. Yeah. She's like, "We ain't talking to anyone holding the sign." <laughs> no. I don't care how bedazzled it is. Yeah. Not the kind of neighborhood you want to go trick-or-treating in. Yeah. Speaking of places that need to be overthrown, have you seen anything on the Napoleon movie coming out? Uh, I have, and I'm actually pretty excited about it. Do you think Joaquin will kill it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he will. Anything he touches, I got to say, is just... It's just good, even if no one sees it. I realize we're in, like, Oscar season again with Napoleon coming out and, like... Uh, Scorsese's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interest? 
Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I figured so. I'm like, yeah. just look at it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm unapologetic. Anything he does, I have to I have to watch it. Well, it's because he's like good cinema. <laughs> <laughs> when there's so many other things coming out, I'm like, have you looked at Netflix's top ten? No wonder we want to watch good things. So many movies are out there now, especially for this time of year. It really makes me realize there's not a lot of good production in the no. holiday films in general. And do you kind of wish there was more things like Halloween Towns out there now? I do. I do. I feel like this year's almost kind of dropped the ball on like new horror films coming out. Yeah. And like even thriller wise. But I understand like there was a strike, but mm-hmm. that was a little odd. Like that wouldn't have affected what's coming out right now, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. A lot of these are back catalog movies that have been sitting on the shelf. The mm-hmm. few that I saw that were really dropping was like, there's a couple Exorcist movies that just recently came out. The Saw movie came out, Saw 10. I just watched that over the weekend. Yeah. That was interesting. It was a nice take on it. Like, I feel like, you know, uh, we're going to spoil it half edition on this one, uh-huh. but he goes to Mexico to get a surgery to remove his brain cancer after someone tells him they went through this, like, extremely experimental medical procedure and chemical cocktail that completely put their cancer in remission. So, you know, the first part of the movie's Jigsaw getting his diagnosis, him going to, like, cancer support groups. He takes a trip down to Mexico, clears out his life savings, gives it to these people. They perform the surgery where they tell him you're going to be in and out of consciousness. He can see on the screen that they're digging in the back of his head, and you can see the tissue being removed and things. He goes out of consciousness, comes back, and realizes there's no, like, you know, wound on the back of his head. So he realizes they've been running the scheme to get dying people to give over the end of their money and then, you know, give them a fake cure-all. So they're, like, it's between Saw 1 and Saw 2 chronologically, and it's about after the events of Saw 1, him putting him through, like, the entire medical staff that scammed him, putting them through different tests. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. and like that. It's almost like you're rooting for him because of the revenge aspect, and they bring back some, like, normal characters like Amanda as his assistant, and you get much more of a hands-on detail of their relationship together. So it's kind of a trip. Yeah. The traps are fun, too, and that was always, like, the point, you know? Yeah, I remember when we were kids, we we followed the Saw series like we were detectives trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You ever just look back now and you're like, you guys weren't smart. They're just really dumb movies. <laughs> yeah, I think about that about yeah. a lot of things, actually. <laughs> oh, like when we did a breakdown of a paranormal activity and things. That mm-hmm. was one of the first things we ever put on a laptop was us yeah. breaking down paranormal activity. I still actually really like Paranormal Activity. Oh, I do, too. I think it's great. Yeah, that, that first one still holds up, I think. <laughs> it really does. Every time the big-titted lady just starts screaming, I'm like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> start rubbing your hands together and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. You know, speaking of horror movies, though, if we were killers from a horror movie series, what killers do you think we would be? Like, mm-hmm. what personality type, like some sort of Facebook quiz would we land under? I know it's not horror-related, but I could see you being like a sweet tooth. Sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah. I have just enough pro wrestling in my blood to support yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You would just come in as like a heel. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Cut a promo on a grandma. Yeah. Really <laughs> piss off the whole neighborhood. You just have a microphone in your back pocket. You just like, it's not plugged into anything. doesn't make any extra noise, but you're just yelling that into Bluetooth it. Bluetooth syncs to every car radio like a drive-in movie. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like that more, actually. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so annoying. Like, what the fuck is going on here? This is a broadcast signal from the Peden Broadcasting. You're like, what the hell? Some pirate program? Jesus. Yeah. I was thinking Art the Clown. He has such a tasteful just giddiness for all the savagery. I figure Art the Clown's up there for sure. Yeah. 
something that no one asked for uh-huh. and you're way more into it than like everybody else wants to be which mm-hmm. just makes you get into it more yeah it's kind of like when, like the way that you just like we we just went to a convenience store mm-hmm. the guy behind the counter just talked a little bit too much and the way that you showed that you were irritated popping open your seltzer water right in front of him it really stopped a mid sentence too like it made him rethink yeah it's like when you clap before recording. <laughs> Calibrate. They're like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that to people sometimes, like a camera where you just slap in their face, a loud clap. You say, focus. And they're just like, whoa. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Dude, we're just having Thanksgiving dinner. Can you, can yeah, you not sorry. do this right now? It was blurring out. Had to put it in autofocus. <laughs> I think for you, though, like the collector or your next, it would be something where you're hunting people. You know, it's funny you say that. Mm-hmm. I thought the collector, but I was like, eh, I watched that last night. I feel like that's... Did you? Yeah, I started watching. I got through like a, a good quarter of it before I fell asleep. It's really good. It is really good. I, I forgot about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to throw that on later. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, yeah, I think you, I'll, I'll go with that. All those traps are fun in that movie too. The fish hook room and mm-hmm. him trying to put his hand out the window and things. I love it. And see, like, I love the idea of me being like a leather face or something mm-hmm. like that. Or like even fucking leprechaun. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's dude. also a lot of work. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's not a lot of quiet time and I need my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the behind the mask of Leslie Vernon? I do. Actually, I watched that last year. I could kind of see it like that. Like I could see it where you're like, you understand the assignment and you take it very up most professionally. You're like jogging on a treadmill, but nobody knows. Yeah. Because you're like, cardio is important if you're going to be a serial killer. <laughs> Yeah. Get a ruck pack full of tools on your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would bring a, a fun assortment of arsenal. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, something like the collector, it kind of wraps back to Saw because it was originally supposed to be a scrapped Saw idea. Oh, they really? Just scrapped it off and made it a whole separate thing. And, like, do you think any of the Saw traps from like that or like the collector series hold up to today's Hollywood standard of film? Well, like I was watching the collector yesterday, and I was like, I like this a lot more than half the stuff I just I just watched. You know, bare bones feel to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like things, of course, like trick or treat hold up at least for me, but I understand how it wouldn't hold up for everybody. For but sure, things like the collector and I haven't seen the new saw, but I would imagine it probably holds up. Oh yeah, yeah, it does a really good job of like seeming like it came out in that time period too. Mm-hmm. Do you think something like Jigsaw would be greatly affected if the voice that kicks on for Would You Like to Play a Game was black? <laughs> I think it would change the tone a little bit. Yo, bitch, I want to play a game! <laughs> and you're just like, God damn, okay. I feel like it would be way more, like, alarming. Uh-huh. You know? Like, it wouldn't be creepy. It would be like, you know that scene in Pulp Fiction when they're in the basement? Yeah. The Ving Rhames? Mm-hmm. It would kind of give that kind of vibe. Like, what the fuck is happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, and it's not because, like... Like the, necessarily the the tonality of it, but it would just be the vibe that came with it wouldn't match the rest of the you know the aesthetic. Yeah, a hundred percent. I like it more actually. The more I'm thinking about it, it just seems like one of those things yeah. where like people would have to pay attention more. It's not like could you play a game? It's like yeah. you're going. I'm not thinking of someone like Samuel Jackson doing it. I'm thinking no. someone like Chris Tucker. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Mike Epps yeah. comes out of retirement. <laughs> Cat Williams as Jigsaw would be fucking awesome. <laughs> you want to play a game? Yeah. Starts out with sup, pimps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, totally. You know, things like that. The, a lot of people loved him for the traps and the gore. Uh-huh. And, like, there was a, like, time period of movies like Teristas and Hostel and all those gore hound movies. Hatchet. That- 
Oh yeah, the loved real, Hatchet. Hatchet was such a throwback. I threw that on the other day, actually, just uh, in the background. In the swamps. Yeah. yeah. Do you think gore movies hold up nowadays? Do you think that they're as prevalent in film? No, I don't. I almost think they kind of burnt themselves out with mm-hmm. it because, like, there became a point where, like, Saw was going for gore because they wanted like shock value. Yeah, and then it became almost kind of like I hated those like the scary movies. Mm-hmm. And then they did like the uh, the epic movies and you know yeah all that disaster other stuff. movie. Yeah, I felt like it almost kind of gotten away where they were just kind of making fun of itself, but trying to be serious. Yeah, or like they were trying to be serious and they went so overboard, it just kind of like. It killed it. Yeah. You know? And they kept handing off, like, he's Jigsaw now, and they're Jigsaw now. Yeah. I like Hatchet because there was an element of, like, oh, we're we're trying to go over the top. Uh, The ones that come to my mind is Black Xmas. Yeah. Which is a Christmas movie that's insane. And then See No Evil was a WWE-sponsored movie where Kane played a killer in a hotel that would take people's eyeballs. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember watching that one with you, actually. Campy as hell, but it's uh-huh. fun, you know. Yeah, and I think as long as their approach is like, yeah, we're obviously like a campy, but if I saw like yeah. too much blood in like an A24 film, I'd be like, yeah, oh, this is kind of this kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with that. Like, the modern-day gore movies would be like Terrifier series. Yeah. they go out of their way to just be over the top. Yeah. It's the setting. You know, it's, it's, the, mm-hmm. it's the vibe, man. It's a lot of blood. Oh, for sure. But I think that those gore movies kind of had their place, and I think that they will eventually come back. Even, like, uh, one of my favorite, you know, no-name horror movies we watched was Hobo with a Shotgun. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, it's just... That was just fun. Over the top, heads exploding levels of gore, but like, you know, movies like Mandy with Nicolas Cage makes me think they're going to bring that style back, because I'm a huge Mandy fan. You ever seen that one? I don't think I have, actually. The Death Cult takes his wife. They live up in Seattle. No, I haven't. Oh, dude. Okay, I'll put that on the list. Thanks. Nicolas Cage pounds a whole bottle of uh, (laughs) whiskey in his underwear in the bathroom to psych himself up to go demon hunting and just start screaming. Yeah, you need to. It's that level where I don't think they gave him a direction. I think they just said, you're going to be like almost naked in a bathroom with a bloody T-shirt on and your whitey tighties, and we need you to just act. And he's like, say no more. What do you think he's like on set, especially through like before that scene pops on? Probably really quiet, methodical, but yet really intense. Yeah. That would be my guess, at least. Kind of like how Kevin Spacey would have been on the House of like Cards TV show or any of those. You're like, can you let them know we're going to start filming in 10? They're like, I don't want to. <laughs> no. Yeah, horrible boss. Him versus uh, the dude from Arrested Development. You know, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. Oh, God, what an ego competition that must have been. Yeah. That, oh, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Or him and Jamie Foxx and John Hamm when they're in Baby Driver together. Yeah, do you think... Yeah. Do you think Christian Bale, like that whole him going off on the camera guy or that one staff dude who was like walking in the background during his scene and he just fucking flips out on him? You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Terminator Salvation. Yeah. Do you think that was, uh, that cut a lot of like that getting out? Yeah. If you would, like, they're like, oh, this is really bad if we show like, you know, these artists. <laughs> 
when we covered the whole Lizzo debacle, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, oh, I'm sure this is the first time ever that a singer has screamed at their backup dancers. Mm-hmm. I recommend anyone watches James Brown's documentary. Okay. Because every time he turns around and gives a five finger to his band, he's deducting $5 off their paycheck because they missed a beat. Oh, no shit. Every single time. Okay. So when you watch him dance and he turns around and gives them five ten. That means that's $10 off your paycheck because I heard you miss that beat. He was an absolute perfectionist. I can appreciate that. Though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, let him do it. So let when Lizzo's like, way. you're too fat to dance and everyone's like gasp and clutches their <laughs> pearls, it's been going on for a while. I would agree. I kind of think Hollywood's that way. It's like, no, really, you go tell John Wayne you can't film this scene with the sunset because your tummy hurts. Or, like, you stand too close in frame and they miss the shot. And it's like, no, you explain to Clint Eastwood out in the Mexico desert <laughs> that they'll come back tomorrow to get the shot. Yeah. They've been waiting all day in the fucking desert heat, and now you fuck the shot up. Yeah. In Italy. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Italy, Sergio Leone. Yeah. With the grapes everywhere. But, like, I imagine something like that. I think Christian Bale was probably justified. But yeah. nobody wanted him to be, so they're like, he's a monster, and it's like, he's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I bet Kubrick was an asshole. I've heard he was a nightmare to be around. Broke Shelly Duvall. Yeah. <laughs> it did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, she went insane. Dude, speaking of females that went insane, do you think that uh, sitcoms could have been a little bit better if they just had a season where there was serial killers involved in the show? Like Roseanne, or like Fresh Prince. It's funny you say, because Roseanne was my, was my first thought. John's just stuffing a hand into one of his work bags. Darlene <laughs> comes out with a cigarette. They're both scrambling, you know. <laughs> they would be the ones in on it, too. Roseanne accidentally runs over a hitchhiker in the rain. Dan's got to help her get rid of the body. Brings it home like it's a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, if we're going that route, uh-huh. I, I, I like that idea a lot. Because I'm thinking, what about in Fresh Prince, if, like, Jeffrey was a serial killer? But then, like, he always wears a mask, and it's like... A really nice hoity-toity mask, but then they demask Jeffrey and it's Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> no, Larry, she's not bald because she has autism, dude. She's bald because she has alopecia. I can see the slip there, but yeah. no, autism did not give her that haircut. Yeah, way to go and be an insensitive fuck there. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wanted to put into this episode. Thanks, Lair. Jesus Christ. It makes me think, like, if you were to switch people out and put them in different settings, imagine Patrice O'Neill in Halloween 1. Yeah. Every time she looks out the window, he's like, bitch, <laughs> looking in at her like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> Trying to tell her the shit she loves ain't shit. <laughs> you, you know why men that- don't want to be around you? <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween night, and you're sitting your ass on the couch eating popcorn, being paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so good, dude. It would. It would. Stalking her through the house, finds her in the closet, just starts ripping her apart for like, whose fucking sweat is this? <laughs> He's just got a, a suitcase full of glass dildos. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> rattling up the stairs. <laughs> Each step, it just sounds like you're dropping kettles. Yeah. I'm the elephant in the room now, bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Extra point to Justin. <laughs> <Yeah>. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to give you the angry pirate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I said it was a donkey punch. Yeah. <laughs> that was when she breaks, when she's trying to lecture yeah. him and he's like why are you he's laughing, laughing. <laughs> yeah. can't you see she's offended <laughs> yeah, she's outraged yeah 
Oh, I Rest love in it. peace, Patrice, man. Oh, absolutely, dude. I was just listening to uh, the second year owned a Halloween special when they did it live from the uh, Hard Rock in California. Oh, okay. And Patrice couldn't make it. So they were just doing it without him, and it showed so evidently. Like, little Jimmy was trying to add in every bit of sass he could, but just you could feel the Patrice was not there, you know? You could put Patrice in anything, mm-hmm. and I would just like it better. Oh, if he did each New Year's countdown? Imagine nowadays if he was like, you know, out there with the artists interviewing them, like, what do you think of this and shit? He would just be so unamused at yeah. little Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> you would stop the show to go talk to him about, yeah. it, about how much he just, hey, why are you upset? <laughs> you know what you're trying to do? And I see through it. It's mm-hmm. all bullshit. Those ain't face tats. It's Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, man, it would really change the flow of a lot of those Halloween things. Since it is the season, mm-hmm. is there any like spooky phenomenas that bother you or some that like you, freak me out? Yeah, freak you out or something, maybe something that you believe? Dude, one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is just lights in the sky always trip me out. It's mm-hmm. like you see them here and there and you'll be like, oh, there's a green cloud today. That's cool. Yeah. And like that just doesn't make sense to me. But like, Low frequency noises or howlers out in the woods have always been one that I'm just like, okay, I guess we all just unanimously decided we're not going to talk about that, huh? No. Because there's a lot of weird screeches and noises out in the woods that it's like, I think that's an animal. Let's hope. Yeah, there's something that is very out of place about that. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to like skinwalkers. People that believe skinwalkers are a thing or wendigos back in like Native American tribes. That's always been kind of an interesting thought to me. Do you think that there is a coincidence that every culture has some sort of, like, Wendigo kind of thing about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't, yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head with the others, but I know that they all have, like, something that is possessive in, in some way. Yeah, totally. And I think it says a lot that, you know, that it is all over the world. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Yeah. It gives some merit when you're like, oh, okay, if you don't think of it as he's in the Pacific Northwest and you think about it as, like, oh, it's all over the planet, it gives more merit to the fact maybe it's just a, a very rare breed. Yeah, than one isolated incident. If it's all starting to fit a police sketch, it's kind of sketchy. Then Mexico comes out with a skeleton. Yeah. They're like, hey, look what we have. And we're like, hey, <laughs> we know what you're doing. <laughs> Timmy Thanks brought for- Roblox to show and tell, so you had to whip out the big guns. We yeah. get it. <laughs> oh, so we're the only ones that have gone through a Ripley's Believe It or Not and seen <laughs> the Murfish. Okay, yeah. They're like, oh, it's it's from the 1800s. And we're like, we can see the tag on the back. They're like, that let the go. alien body fall out. There's a zipper on the back. They're frantically trying to cover. Yeah. Do you believe in, like, the whole alien abduction stuff at all? Does that ever... It intrigues the hell out of me, to be honest with you, for sure. Because it's like one of those, if people are telling the truth, the whole, like, you know, encounters the third kind and shit like that. It's pretty trippy. Yeah. I've heard stories of people getting injured and then being taken away to be healed very quickly and then put back. That almost makes more sense because they're like, oh, shit, we ran over a cat. We don't want the owner to be upset. Hold on. Yeah, I I feel that way, too. But, like, there's so many inconsistencies. Yeah. And, like, you can obviously tell there's, like, a little bit of psychosis in some of it where it's just kind of like it's hard to believe in certain ways or it's hard hard to, like, really sink (laughs) your teeth into. But I think of things like cow mutilation. Yeah. That's the one that makes me just go. I don't know, it freaks the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's like, what could do this? Mm-hmm. 
any answer you have is terrifying. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's something in the air? Terrifying. If it's a parasite, disgusting. Yeah. If it's like some sort of creature draining them of blood, terrifying. Yeah. And the fact that there's there's not an examination that makes a professional go, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. With modern medicine, modern yeah. science, they're still like, fuck if I know. Yeah, they're taking udders, tongues, they're cutting out the cheeks. I think sometimes they take the eyes, and mm-hmm. sometimes the brain's missing, I guess, or something. Now, do you think this is a delicacy thing? Like, they're flying back to Mars to fry up, like, how we do beef tongue taco? <laughs> I kind of, actually, I like that. I hope so. It's like some fucking Venus version of Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. that just really likes an exquisite beef stock. Yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of that shit that we just, like, think way too hard about, and it's just like, no, we just kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what? No, it was our version of the fourth. It yeah. was a delicacy. Cracked open a Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> you notice they don't happen a lot? Yeah, well, you guys aren't allowed to hunt whales anymore. You see the comparison? <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you had shark fin soup? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah only the Chinese are capable of it now, so... If seasoned properly, I hear it tastes like you're eating shark fin. <laughs> would you eat shark? I don't think it would be very good. No, I don't either. I, I mean, they're kind of they're kind of like garbage disposal. At least yeah. I know some species are. I always thought like, that about like I like shrimp, but like when you break it down, you're just like, oh, you're eating the Roombas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, and I I'm not a huge fish guy, but I do like crustaceans. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anything with a shell that's a bottom feeder. Yeah, says a lot. But it I like that a lot more than like. A I'm salmon. a cancer. My birthday's in July. I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sheldon. I'm a bottom feeder. Whenever I watch like Big Bang Theory or anything like that, it really does make me think that I'm in a simulation. Yeah, like you're on a bad mushroom trip and everyone's finding everything entertaining and funny but you. And you're like, what's wrong? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I was at a friend's house the other day and they were watching this that 70s show. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why is this making me so uncomfortable? Like, Have you ever seen weird about it? Seen the music video for uh, Black Hole Sun? I don't think so. Uh, by Audio Slave? Uh, yeah, the one before Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same guy. Um, the video has like people like warping while they're looking at towards the sun, and like their grins will warp way out on their face. For some reason, I have that same feeling watching certain sitcoms where I'm like, dude, this is just my head doesn't perceive this right. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't appeal to me. I've watched more of things like Big Bang Theory in the past year or two, but even now, like, I have to be in the right mood of just mindless TV, or it's like, dude, there's something off here, man. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Geeks don't really hang out like this. They don't compare notes like this. But then why are we such whores for Roseanne? Because we like different scales of the autism scale. Okay. One side's like white trash pretty, and the other side's like barnyard beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Barnyard beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a <laughs> it's been weighed and it's got its ribbon. <laughs> Out of all the characters in Roseanne, who would you want to see be possessed? Oh, Jackie. Jack. Oh. She'd be like crawling on the roof, like hereditary and shit, you know? Are you a fan of like exorcist kind of style films, like possession films at all? I never have been. When I was younger, they used to freak me out. I can remember going down YouTube rabbit holes, like the real exorcist of Emily Rose and that type of shit, and like Vatican Files and all that. I think it intrigues the hell out of me, but it's, like, out of my pay grade. Oh, I can okay. understand serial killers. When it starts getting to mythological levels of, like, God and evil and devil and demons, I just kind of lose interest. Well, that makes sense. Is it? Be, do you think it's because you didn't have, like, much of a religious background on Probably. it? Probably. Yeah. yeah, and it's, like, it would fall under fear of the unknown for me, but I just don't fear it. Like, I, there's no worry ever in my head where I'm like, God, I hope I don't get possessed. Yeah. 
Like, it's just not a thought to me. Yeah, I love exorcism films for, like, I love the first half. Mm-hmm. Or, like, possession films and stuff. Like, you get me in the first half, but once they start crawling on the ceiling, I'm kind of out. Yeah. You know? But uh, I just watched, I wa- ended up watching two this last couple, uh, these last couple weeks. Um, have you seen Deliver Us from Evil with I Eric Bana? No, I know of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's it's on Netflix. It's really good. I, I recommend it to everybody. It's it's definitely on the darker side, and it's not like, you know, shit crawling on the ceiling or, you know, yeah. as much. Um, but it's about this uh, special agent cop who ends up getting into a case that ends up possessing his family. Okay. And he's uh, he's he's an ex-Catholic, and he has a lot of resentment towards it. And he ends up getting... Um, kind of like befriending uh this priest over this over this case that he's working on and i'm not gonna i'm not trying not to give too much away yeah but it's just it's really it's way more psychological than it is like spooky or scary okay because and and, uh i noticed that there's a theme in all exorcism you know films is that the demons are feeding off your trauma yeah and like they will they will use that as like an entry point and expose it and like kind of play have that kind of feed it's like a constant feed drip if you would for sure and i kind of found that interesting because i wonder how much of that like trauma obsessive culture that we are right Mm -hmm. now like and how much of that kind of results if like there is a little bit something to that whether you're being possessed or not but just kind of that like that self-feeding and like the feeding off of negativity and like one thing that I'm always drawn to about those types of movies is whether you believe in the spiritual aspect or not, the like instantaneous insanity and the self-harm and things like that, you have me sold. But like you said, once they flip into, then she levitated, it's like, ugh, you yeah. lost me, you know? Yeah. So, and I watched this other one mm-hmm. that just came out with Russell Crowe, oh. and this is probably like, like, okay, this is up there in my top 10 for a good while. Mm-hmm. And he, it's called The Pope's Exorcist, another one that's on Netflix right now. Like, okay. Way more recommend this one. But he kind of plays like the uh, that, that, that drunk uncle. <laughs> I love it already. In, in his own way, but he's like, he's really serious about everything. Yeah. And just has a little bit too much ego. Like, he rides, he rides around on a moped with his little exorcist <laughs> fucking case on the back. And he's like smoking cigarettes and drinking and shit. And I love it. The, the opening scene is like my favorite because he he rides up and there's this giant black pig outside of this, you know, house that he's about to go, you know, perform. And it's based in the late 80s, like 87 or something like that. Okay. So he goes in and he talks to the local priest and she's trying to get the lowdown of it. Yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah, he's possessed. He's never shown anything like this before. And the demon only responds in English. And he goes, does the family have a television? And he goes, uh, I believe so. And he's like, all right. So he walks over to the, to the family table. Mom and dad are there and the little sister. Um, and the dude's in the other room laying on the bed. And all you see is his feet. So he's kind of peeking around, like examining the house, almost like a detective would. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I liked that because he was like in detective mode. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's talking to his little sister. And he's like, you know, do you know our father? He's like, yeah. He pulls out a book of matches. He lights the candle and he's like, I just need you to be, I just need you to repeat that because mm-hmm. you're going to be very helpful. So he goes back there. Dude's eyes are all red. His face is all clawed up. Mm-hmm. And he just starts going, I don't believe you. <laughs> just right out the gate. And he's like, he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm Satan. He's like, I don't believe it. You know? Yeah. 
So, and he just keeps like taunting him, and the dude's like love freaking it. out at him and foaming at the mouth and yelling. He brings out like this gold medallion and like, you know, shines it over his eyes, and he's like following. It's all like creepy and shit. Okay. And then you don't realize it, but like in the background, the pig's coming into the house, and he's like, if you're as powerful as you say you are, then possess somebody in mm-hmm. this room right now. Possess the priest. He points at the priest. The priest's like, yo, what the fuck, man? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Throw me into the yeah. bus. Yeah. He's like, I don't believe your power. And he says, if you can really you know, possess anything, you know, possess the pig. And so the dude's flailing all over the fucking, all over the bed. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, like, you know, he's screaming and then the pig starts screaming. Once, once the, once, uh, Russell Crowe looks at the pig. There's a dude with a double barrel shotgun that blows his head off right in the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. And then it goes on to like the rest of the the, the plot. But then it goes back into he uh, he's in he's in Rome, I think, because he's in the Vatican's exorcist. Like, yeah, he's pretty fucking high up there. He's been doing this for a long time. Apparently, it was based on a real dude too, like a similar situation. And all that interesting. Stuff. And uh, he has to go above this, like, board of, like, cardinals or whatever fucking Catholic robes are in, in front of him. Yeah. They're grilling into him about, like, how he's wasting resources and, like, freaking people out. And that he's, like, you know, going, he's like, you've done, you know, over a thousand exorcists. And, you know, what's what the fuck's up with you killing pigs and stuff? <laughs> yeah. He was going off about, in his defense, that, like, any time that, you know, he does this, he usually recommends a psychiatrist or a doctor of some sort. Mm-hmm. And he says, out of one out of a hundred, ninety-eight of it is just mental illness. Yeah, and he's like, sometimes the only way to break through them is a little bit of theater. Yeah, and he says, and then they're like, well, what about the other two percent? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, he says that's the thing we can't we can't figure out or explain that you can't you know. So he's like. Yeah, it was. It's just really good. No it's, shit, it's, I like it's, that. It's worth. It's definitely worth going. Yes, someone does crawl on the ceiling, but it's done tastefully enough where I was willing to stick around. There's certain things like that I really do like, like The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I did mm-hmm. like that movie. The Exorcist is like a classic. I do like it, but you know the whole Pazuzu and the flashing face and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mood, but not always my mood. No. But it's nice to hear that they take the you know just all right blast the pig approach to it. Yeah, because I think that shows like supernatural made like barista white people decide that they wanted like anti possession <laughs> tattoos. I kind of view it the same way as people that are really obsessed with cooking shows, but then only eat freezer foods. Yeah, <laughs> they're talking about how they would want to cook it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, they overbroiled their creme brulee. Fucking retards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that, like, do you think that stuff is more relevant now than it has been? Or, like, will it gain, like, m- more relevance over time? I think it's probably not as relevant as it has been because I know exorcists, like, exorcisms being performed used to be a much bigger thing because religion as a whole is kind of slowly tapering out. Mm-hmm. But I think that the ones who do believe that they've been around it truly believe they've been around it for sure. And, like, there's two parts of my brain. The first is, like, logically, you know, the 98 out of the 100 will be mental illness or psychosis or drug-induced psychosis or something of that level. Even sleep paralysis can be insane. But the other, like, 2% could be, like, who fucking knows? It's Mm -hmm. the same as if you're like, hey, do you want to go hang out and, like, drink a beer in a cemetery? No. I don't think anything would happen, but who am I to test those pierce the veil parameters of bringing something home? Yeah, kind of a very sober, if I don't know it, I don't need to experience it kind of thing. I would never want to be one of those, like, oh, dude, get out your Ouija board. 
I don't like shit like no, that. No, I'm not. A, yeah, I don't fuck with that at all. <laughs> it's like I don't necessarily think you're going to get a demon on your back, but I don't necessarily want to play with the whole, like, hey, let's put a beacon up and just see what shining light in the darkness brings. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-mm. It's kind of the same as when people get certain tattoos, though. Like, you've always been one that's drilled it into my head. Like, don't get the Blair Witch little stick figure unless you want to bring forth the shit that goes with shit like that. Because mm-hmm. it's not always wise to be like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to put a pentagram on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it draws negative attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like I feel like there is certain elements to that's unexplainable where there is conduits for good mm-hmm. and evil. But I think saying it's good and evil is also a very like primitive mm-hmm. way to go about something that we really truly don't understand. I think that there's been plenty of things throughout history to make us sit back and go, that's unexplainable. Yeah. And a lot of possession things is kind of unexplainable. The church has their way of dealing with it, but you don't know if what they're saying is even the truth to begin with. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, yeah, but you guys don't admit to having all that Vatican gold either. So it's like, eh. (laughs) What do you think is really in like the the Vatican library or whatever it is? (laughs) First edition Playboys. Yeah. Like those little comic book sleeves and shit. Yeah. I think there was a scene in the Pope's Exorcist where they were going down. I can't remember if if they hinted that that's what it was, but Mm -hmm. it was literally just kind of like this shitty big office space with all these like files and drawers and just like yeah. binders and shit and it's just all information about like <laughs> stuff that's really probably not that important or like parts of history and stuff it's it's not like they got relics in there and statues and yeah. you know a treasure box full of you know kind of related unrelated do you believe ed and lorena warren at all i wouldn't be surprised if there's an element of truth there mm-hmm. but i also do believe legitimately that there are some people that are just able to tune into certain frequencies mm-hmm. that we can't necessarily explain in a math book. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's not an equation for it that we can we can formulate. And I think that's where a lot of people lose trust and, or interest in the whole topic in general. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that there are certain ind- individuals who are able to like just tune into to something that is outside of our uh, reality to see with our naked eye yeah. if you would and some people are completely un unfazed by it. it's almost like their uh, their radio doesn't tune into that channel they don't have Sirius XM yeah kind of thing oh for sure and it always makes you wonder when like the dogs just go yeah. nuts I yeah. feel like it was probably something similar to like you know the Pope's Ep- Exorcist where they did go and put on a little show mm-hmm. and you know kind of fed off you know whatever was going on for their own you know financial gain but I think there was definitely stuff that they kind of messed with that had some truth to it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's there could be portals here, and don't fuck with them. Yeah, I think they let it pretty well known that like it'll it'll present itself to you. And I think if anything, it probably does more or less just kind of feed off weak people mm-hmm. in some way. Well, I think it's like such a trope in horror movies and everything else that like the monster feeds off of misery mm-hmm. is like a very big thing. It's like if people open themselves up to misery constantly, then they're going to draw, you know, miserable things. Miser- misery loves company, as they say, right? Oh, for sure. I yeah. Definitely, I definitely feel that. But I kind of feel it's the same way for like people that listen to true crime constantly. They're going to be way jumpier at the sign of anything. Mm-hmm. It could be someone just walking to their car and like, fuck, are they trailing me? Yeah. It's because they've been listening to, you know, she was slain in her kitchen at one in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm going to get killed in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with like psychics. Yeah. I kind of feel like the same thing. I think like 
98% of them are bullshit, but I think 2% probably do have a little bit of like something special about them that, you know, oh. you, you can't prove on paper. Oh yeah. Tarot is the same way. Anyone yeah. can sit back and just be like, it's fake. It's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. dude. Every time I pull a damn card, I'm just like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not like Pokemon to where I'm like, I already have this one. Mm-hmm. It always has a story behind it. Yeah. And I feel like speaking of witches and shit, like when it comes to tarot, I feel like it's so open-ended and open for, it's so open to interpretation where you really could pull anything out and be able to relate with. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feeds off that in itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's another part of me that's just like, this is all complete just fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know? It's way too vague to where they're like, someone with two eyes, two ears, and a face is going to tell you they're proud of you. And you're like, I needed this. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, as much as I hate like yeah. astrology and shit, like mm-hmm. I look at all the tourist stuff and I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking spot on. I am nothing like an Aries. So, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. I totally get it. I also think the same thing when it comes to like people that do their birth chart. Mm-hmm. It's like everything's like, well, the sun was over this point when I was born. I think that would have more merit than just, yeah. you know, oh, I was born in July. That makes me a bottom feeder. Yeah. Like I respect it, but just because you give me a rock doesn't mean it's going to like hold mm-hmm. the same value if I put it in my pocket, you know? Yeah. I almost think of those like TV psychics that used to be like, someone here had a father. They didn't get along with <laughs> and some woman just stands up she's like how'd she fucking know yeah exactly exactly yeah. I, yeah it's one of those things that like if it's your thing awesome if it's not awesome uh-huh. you know yeah mm-hmm. would you ever go to like a palm reader yeah yeah i would too yeah i like anytime someone wants to like can i do your tarot real quick i'm like sure mm-hmm. like you know I, I'll, I'll play i'll play but i'm not gonna like I'm not going to try to feed it. Yeah. You know, I'll just kind of leave it where it lies. Mm-hmm. But there, I also don't find anything, at least personally, there, there's not as much nefarious intent when it comes to like palm reading mm-hmm. or like even tarot stuff. But I feel like if you start busting out a Ouija board, like I'm going to be pissed. Like, yeah. What are you, what, what the fuck are you doing? You start outlining shit in chalk in an abandoned warehouse and lighting candles. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, did, have you ever messed with like a Ouija board or anything? No. Have you uh, ever been? Have you ever had like a, a haunting experience? My property alone that I've grown up on has enough weird shit on it to where I'm like, I never have needed to. Okay. There's various hot spots to where if you're on that spot on the property, it just feels like you're surrounded by things looking at you. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when there was the Wild Wild Country documentary on Netflix? Yes. Yes. The uh, Southern Oregon cult. Mm-hmm. My grandfather got a killer deal on some plywood after all their cult houses were disassembled. So we literally have what was once the home holding plywood for all those cult members. That's what we built a barn out of on my property. <laughs> That's where we started this whole thing. Yeah. Like so if I don't ago. know what the fuck would be some sort of magnet for negativity, I would rank that's probably up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, in in the same sense too. That was also a huge sanctuary for us mm-hmm. as well. You know, smoking cigarettes and looking at a porno mag and fucking, oh, of course. you know. Bush from 1987. Yeah. yeah. Spitting on the floor. Oh, absolutely. It's nice when you're surrounded by gravel, right? Mm-hmm. Get like a nail stuck in our shoe and it just barely misses a toe. <laughs> Smoking things we're not supposed to as if they couldn't fucking tell we were doing it in the back of the shed. Oh, of course. And we're in an area with no wind flow whatsoever. No. So we just come out smelling like we just got in harvesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good times. It's not man. steam rolling off of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if it was really, really cold. How do you feel about stuff like Blair Witch? Do you, do you think that there's like an element there that 
There, there, it's not a coincidence like, hey, don't go in this part of the woods. Have you ever seen the Missing 411 series? Yes. I think it kind of falls along the same level of like the woods, I do believe, are like a pierce the veil place. If you've never been in deep, deep, like hours out of communication woods, it's hard to explain. You can go straight for a mile, turn around, and that's not where you just came from. And I know that sounds bizarre, but anyone that's been deep enough in the woods knows, like, you don't get lost in the woods. You just have to follow a trail. And wherever it takes you, it takes you to that place. But especially logging land and things, so much weird shit happens. And, like, the animals are a huge indicator out there. When things go completely silent, you can feel the air get pulled away, and that's always a weird feeling, too. Experienced it personally. Oh, yeah. And, like, something like Blair Witch, like, have you ever found, like, an abandoned log cabin or mm-hmm. something? Every time you walk in, there's just, like... Every bit oh, of I never sound. walk in. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What the hell? No. Oh, dude, there's one up on, uh, well, if you go up river, there's one that they call the witch's cabin that's mm-hmm. out there. And you can, it's like up on a field, and it was an old uh, forest ranger, like reserve to where they would stay out there if they were up there too long. But like people have pulled the door off it and etched things in the walls, and you get the edgy kids that put the 666 on it and shit. But like, you can have sound, there can be wind and everything else. You walk in and you step one foot and it's just like a cave. Like There's mm-hmm. just no noise. And there's something about that that you just feels like unnatural. Mm-hmm. Like there's a heaviness to the air. And if you believe in that sort of stuff, then like you feel like, okay, this place has got a bad juju to it. Yeah. If not, you're just like, this is such an old place. There's such stagnant air. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't want to bunk down and spend the night there, though. I no, tell you that. No, it's funny, too, because, like, the kids who go up there and, like, spray paint 666 on there are the same ones that are like, oh, the funeral home must be haunted. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> Why would like, it be? Yeah. I grew up in a funeral home most of my life. I've never had an experience in a funeral home. If if you were dead, is that the place you would want to hang out? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, how many ghosts haunt a cemetery? I'm like, is that where you would want to haunt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cemetery. I know battlefield cemeteries are like a yeah. different thing. Like, have you seen some of those videos of like shit that's going on in like Gettysburg? Yeah. Or like Antietam and stuff? Like, I, I feel like there, there could be something there. I know like world, there's, there's, there's parts of France be- in, like during World War One that you just... Like, hey, they won't fucking let anybody in there because it's there's so much unexploded ammunition yeah. that it's literally dangerous, and they have a whole fucking team in France. They lose, like, almost 20 people a year. If a ghost don't kill you, the undetonated warhead <laughs> definitely will. Yeah. Mustard gas. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, in France, there's, like... Papa, do you hear a hissing? Yeah, there's, like, full counties that you can't even fucking go into. It's been over a hundred years since that shit's happened, mm-hmm. and all those, all that unexplored uh, unexploded ammunition is like slowly working its way to the top. And so every once in a while, we get a fucking farmer plowing the field, and there's all this. <laughs> that was his last crop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole. Fa- I could get into a whole thing about that, but we'll do that later. Uh, but I know that there's certain spots that it's just like don't fucking go there. It's just bad energy, mm-hmm. and I feel like there are some elements kind of like the Warren thing. Yeah, you know, like. If there's a part to believe it, I do believe that there is some instances where you can open up such horrific events that just kind of permanently stay in an area. For sure. And yeah, I don't know. I personally wouldn't want to go fuck around in there because why, you know, tap, you know, I don't want to tap into that. Have but. you ever had like a ghost moment where you felt like legitimately there could have been like, a, okay, I got to get out of here. Okay, fuck it. Well, I'll talk about this. I have been very anti that my entire life until I lived at Fort Irwin. Okay. And- 
I know a little bit about this, but for the sake of Larry and the viewers, yeah. just like a quick synopsis. So Fort Irwin, California was built on a old, I think, Indian burial ground and stuff. And I remember even before I uh, I got there, there was a lot of people saying like, oh, that place is haunted as fuck. And like, there's a, there's a couple barracks that where people committed suicide that are like have reoccurring things happen all the time. This all the time. It's the same story every time. And mm-hmm. you know, who knows that could be just, you know, playing a game of telephone. One of those know. long highway women in white stories mm-hmm. where there's no way to prove or disprove. Exactly. You know? But there was, uh, there's quite a few homes there that have crosses painted in like, uh, closets and stuff like that. And I think like back in the day that was just, you know, blessing the house or something yeah. like that. But the amount of stories and experiences I know even that I've had myself there that like I can't explain it with a math equation. There's uh first off, the amount of people that died there, you know, for training incidents is is pretty substantial. We had something where I lived mm-hmm. that I couldn't quite explain. And there was multiple times where I tried to deny it and ignore the fact that it was you know or i wasn't trying to give it any power and it just kept showing up i don't know what it was but like there was multiple times i would see this figure like standing in our doorway when i would wake up mm-hmm. and it would just i i I'm, my nipples are getting hard just fucking talking mm-hmm. about it because i just i tr- really try not to feed that shit yeah uh there was night uh where we just kept hearing pounding in our attic when me and you used to video call each other i thought for the first month that you were in an apartment because the banging around you I thought was neighbors. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I live alone. I'm at Mm -hmm. a house. There's no neighbors. When I had that realization, we'd be talking and just loud as day, like... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, your neighbors are home. And you're like, no, No, nobody's here. That's in the next room and I don't... I'm not going to go look at it. Yeah. That shit would just make me have my hair stand up because, like, I'm talking to you. I can clearly see your hands. We'd be gesturing and making plans and shit, and I could hear 15 feet away from you mm-hmm. what sounds like a contractor banging a nail into the wall. Yeah, and my wife would be on the phone with someone, and she's like, oh, is Justin home? Yeah. She's like, no. It's like, oh, that's weird. I hear a male voice in the background, and she couldn't hear it, but they could. Or so hearing shit directly above you would always wig me out. Our, so I'm like, you don't have upstairs. No, and it's everything is completely sealed. And so there was one night where the banging was so bad. Like, I remember her and I were just like holding each other and being like, we're just not going to acknowledge what's going on because it wasn't windy outside. Acting either. like a quiet place. You're like, if we just don't make noise, yeah. shit will pass. Yeah, yeah. Our, our attic door, little, little like seal, uh-huh. uh, the little square seal thing or whatever was like taken off. No shit. And it was just like, I'm just going to put this back. And I'm just like, and I remember even like after a couple of months of living there, I had to like walk in and be like, this is your place. We are, mm-hmm. we are not permanent residents. We are just filling the space here and I want to respect it. Like mm-hmm. I legitimately got into this whole, like, I don't even want to I- encourage what's going on. But mm-hmm. yeah, when I actually saw like figures standing in the, in the doorway and I would just mm-hmm. fucking freeze and I couldn't. I couldn't mm-hmm. wrap my head. I haven't even talked about this. And yeah, I think you're the only other person I've really talked to this about. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I haven't really had any crazy experiences, um, outside of that, but I know I had a lot of stuff in the field too, mm-hmm. where it wasn't like there was a certain part and, uh, out in the, out in the box where we, it was called a uh, goat mountain mm-hmm. and ever, and it used to be, there's like old mining caves and stuff all over. And sometimes we'd be in our tracks and be like a really still, quiet night. We would hear wagon wheels. No shit. Yeah. And, you know. Squeaking up the road. Yeah, and you get used to them. Like, there's, like, it's so funny because I've never been in an environment where shit like that would just happen all the time and everyone just accepted it. 
Yeah. It wasn't like brought up or talked about or like, ooh. Oh, spooky. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just like, yeah, there's there's something here and we're just going to like, you know, not acknowledge it. Yeah. Whatever. But I remember one time one of my squad leaders made me get about, get out of our track vehicle to go check out what was making the noise and like banging on, on our <laughs> on our track because he was making this loud ping swing. There's like wagon wheels going by. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can you go fucking check out what that is? And I'm like, uh, I, I'm like, yeah, it's it's the wagons. I doubt it's the late night yeah. Amish. Yeah, and I was I was like being serious. And he was getting pissed. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, this we're in Goat Trail. Like this, it's not anything. Is like, well, I want to make sure it's not like SF trying to roll up on us or something like yeah. that. And like, no, like everything was tied down, so like it wasn't anything banging on anything because it was way too hard to be our our camo net. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is where it is. I just fucking. I just respect like, it and leave it alone. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit. But it's funny because up, up to that point, I was just kind of numb to it because mm-hmm. it happened so often. But I haven't experienced anything prior or post that. It's just it, was, it all happened there. And I know that there are other people that have had similar experiences, if not worse. And sometimes yeah. things that were very, very nefarious. Yeah. Thankfully, I've I've never had any true, like, oh, it was a ghost situation, but I have had one explained thing at a hospital. Okay. Have you ever been into a hospital late at night where everything's empty? There's yeah. no one in the hallways. I kind of like it. Yeah, and it's very harrowing. Like, you feel like you're in a labyrinth, and you're only mm-hmm. following the signs on the walls, literally, yeah. which can be misleading. It's like, it's one of those, like, no one's here to have a good time. Yeah. Like there's nothing like like everybody misery pit. Yeah, you know? it's almost kind of like every once in a while I'll go a little too deep and I hear a siren. I'm like, someone's life just changed forever. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or yeah. Like, yeah, someone's going through something they're never gonna forget. I, I was know. walking at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm in the middle of a Providence Cancer Hospital, so it's downtown Portland. We're leaving the hospital late, so you have to go out through the emergency room. So you're like crossing the whole hospital on the back alley part of the hospital. And I remember I had to pee really bad, and it was like that antsy, like, you know, you're like starting to bob up and down, like, okay, I gotta pee. I remember walking up to a bathroom in the middle of this hallway, and there's a janitor cart sideways in the hallway, and like nobody around. Like, you feel like you could like kick a dodgeball down the hall, and nobody's gonna tell you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like looking around, like, there's a bathroom there. Obviously, it says, like, you know, no occupancy. So I go to walk into this bathroom, and I just freeze. Something in me is like, you know what, you can hold it. Like, don't do that. So I turn and I go to start back down the hallway. And like halfway down the hallway, there was this music box that started. It sounded like a wind up, like you'd hear the gear turning and a music box started. And it sounded like happy birthday to use like do, 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 but like very faintly warped and like just didn't sound right. But I swore to God, you could hear steps getting closer, like not footsteps, but you could hear like the music box itself sounded like it kept taking a step forward. And like, there was nothing there. The hallway was empty, but like something in me and like one of my ex-girlfriend's heads just both, we looked at each other and looked down at her purse to be like, is this some sort of chime on your phone we'd never heard of? She pulls her phone out and we look up and it just feels like it's getting closer. It just stops. And I remember we just hightail it out to the car through the hospital. We both get in the car and we're like sweating, both of us. And we're like, what happened? Did you sense the same thing there? And we both just had a humana humana moment where we're like, I don't know how to explain that was uh-huh. that a ghost and we're both like in a hospital like you don't think of a haunting place being in the middle of a downtown metro area but like it was like 
the only way I could explain it was a sense of pure like doom set over the hallway to where you're just like something is seriously not right. Mm-hmm. It would have been like if a creature came out in the hall and you're staring at it like what is that thing? Like mm-hmm. what is it doing? What is it looking at me? Like it was just such a weird moment of having to process and I've only ever had that one other time and it was during my birthday curse. You, have I ever talked about this on no, the pod? No. Every year for my birthday, for like a stretch for like 15 years, it could be the most beautiful day. It could be everything going right. Something seriously would just shift. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I'm out drinking. I'm having a good time with friends. We're headed home from the Gresham area. So we're taking like a highway back and we come up to a stoplight before like a stretch, like, you know, six miles of highway. We come up to the stoplight and we hear a pounding coming from the back of this dude's car. We both just freeze, and we turn and look at the car, and we look at the driver, and he's looking straight through our souls. Like, there's no other way to explain. That dude was gauging us like Terminator, like just scanning. Did they hear? Did they know what's going on? We kind of look at each other and then look back at the trunk of the car, and he just takes off at a red light. So I remember we both had dead cell phones, and this is before I realized. Any of our listeners that don't know, if your phone's dead and you can turn it on, if you dial 911, the phone actually has a power reserve in it that will kick on. It will keep your phone active while you're on the phone. I didn't know that at the time. Thanks for the PSA. Yeah, I know. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah. Well, we kept saying the license plate all the way home, called it in. It was just one of those, oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, there was no update or anything, but I'm Welcome like. Welcome to Multnomah County. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those just absolute, like, there was a person in a trunk, like, just for sure, banging around, asking for help, like, trying to yell and shit. And we're just like, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. Like, do we jackknife fast and furious in front of this car and try to do a hero's takedown? Of course not. That's how you die, people. Yeah. But, like, it was just one of those, like, well, that ruined my birthday. (laughs) The Safeway cake didn't have the same sweet taste after that. I guess I'll put this in the fridge now. Just one person in the back. It's one of those little party. Yeah, no, it was just one of those, like, that was the only other time when he looked straight at me that I felt that true doom feeling of just, Mm. like, oh, otherworldly, this is dread. You don't get dread very often, and that's a good thing. Yeah. The only other time I ever like experienced an otherworldly feel was getting lost in the woods elk hunting. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me how mm-hmm. fucking crazy that was. Dude, you could take two lefts and wind up like in a completely different area. You could go down the same trail you just went on. It didn't come out in the same spot. It was bizarre, man. It was one of those. By the time you got back in the morning, you were just like, I don't want to leave anymore. I just want to sit in bed and like not move. Mm-hmm. It was too much, you know. Yeah. And then you have to go right back out and do it the next day. It's one of those, you're just painstakingly aware you're insignificant when you're out in an area like that. Yeah, I, that's a really good way to put that. Because when I was experiencing some of that stuff, when I was uh, at Fort Irwin, I was like, yeah, I feel really fucking small right yeah. now. And I just don't know how to. And that was the hardest part. It was just like, I'm just going to acknowledge it and move on. A blip on a timeline that's mm-hmm. much bigger than us. Yeah, it was one of those, like, as usually I try to explain things in my head to ad nauseum like I'll, I'll pick it apart and i just i couldn't do it with it yeah and it pissed me off because i felt like i was going crazy it puts like a bubble in your stomach mm-hmm. yeah and i think in like certain ways because i know like especially sleep deprivation i feel mm-hmm. like if you're awake for long enough you really do open up different frequencies in your brain that oh for you, sure you didn't have and especially when you hit that that 34 48 hour mark mm-hmm. your brain really starts doing some weird stuff and that was a really common thing for us to experience out there mm-hmm. and we always would like kind of giggling love like oh i'm seeing the shadow people 
because yeah. like you would literally literally like just kind of start like seeing shadows start walking periphery people you know yeah and i don't know if that's like something in our primal brain that is like ingrained in us to like you know be alert because our mm-hmm. our senses are are exhausted yeah but it'd be funny because sometimes we would all see the same thing yeah, and, and that's then, always bizarre. And that's just kind of one of those, like, you just kind of laugh it off, like, all right. Like, we got so much other shit out here to fucking, like, worry about. Yeah. yeah. Ever heard stories of the Afghanistan gins and things that yes. people came across? Yes. That's always, like, one of those, what? Yeah, I've heard some some stories about guys, you know, going on patrol and stuff late at night. Shriekers and things. Hearing yeah. Russian voices. Yeah. And, uh-huh. Or having Russians come through the comms. Oh no shit! Yeah, that would be fucking. Oh yeah, that would that would put me in a mood. <laughs> yeah, that would be a haunting feeling. Yeah, this is like okay, cool. Can I just go back on patrol now? Anything yeah. else? <laughs> it's like a hand brushing against you, and you're the only one in the outhouse. You're like, you know what? I'm just going home. Yeah, <laughs> pack my tent. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I had a couple quick lined up little trivia questions. If you wanted to give a few a shot, let's do it. <laughs> what was the 1953 horror film that was remade in 2005 with Paris Hilton in the lead role? House of Wax? Yes. You know how you know how I am with dates. That mm-hmm. was the only way I could have gotten that. So thank you. <laughs> what classic horror film stars a serial killer wearing a William Shatner mask? Halloween. Absolutely. What is the highest grossing Stephen King film adaptation to date? Ooh. It which uh, version? Uh, shit. That's a the new one. Yep. Okay. It kind of shocked me. I kind of figured the original one was mm-hmm. my first guess, but no, 2017's remake of it did really, really financially. I, I bet well. overall gross mm-hmm. since since it came out the first one because of how many times it plays on like TV and oh, stuff. For sure. Yeah. Or it used to play on TV. Oh God, yeah. That was one that you could always find. You know, this time of year. Same with Rose Red by Stephen King. I wish I would play that more. What television series is based, what movie was spawned from the television series X-Files that was an unproduced episode that never made it to the show? I, I don't know. Final Destination. No shit. Yeah, it was originally planned to be an episode of the show where death basically hits a town, but they scrapped the idea and the writer that wrote it for the show ended up making it into the series Final Destination. That's a happy accident. I fucking love stories like that, man. (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be, but it turned into something else, you know? Oh, this is the same way for the next one, too. What film series was A Quiet Place initially supposed to be a sequel to? Quiet Place. That's the one with the deaf kid. Yeah, the Everyone one has to be shh. the guy from the office. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh Cloverfield? Yeah. Those monsters were supposed to be ones that came after the Cloverfield monster. Interesting. But they separated it out and made it its own thing. Okay, okay which horror film's tagline is we dare you to say his name five times? Candyman? Yeah. So you're fucking killing it. <laughs> Larry bet me before this you'd only get a handful. <laughs> Looks like you're wrong again, Larry. <laughs> What was 20th, 20th century's first American horror film? 20th century. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to get this one. It wasn't The Exorcist. Uh, way older. Way Early older. 1900s, yeah. Oh, early 1900s. Yeah, like the first horror film to ever debut in uh, our cinemas. Would it be something along the lines of like The Mummy or Frankenstein? Frankenstein. It yeah. was Frankenstein? Universal's first peek into like 
the shrieking terror. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, and watching it back. God, now, you made me dig, dude. Yeah, it's one of those like I would have never thought, but people were appalled to the point of leaving the theater. Like they were just baffled at what they were seeing oh, in front of them. Interesting. I Frankenstein's one of my just favorite oh, stories in general. Young Frankenstein's one of my favorite sequences in general. Oh, yeah. Like oh, it's the tap dance. Before I forget, mm-hmm. there's a Frankenstein. Um, Mary Shelley's like Frankenstein on Netflix. That's supposed to be about Doctor Frankenstein before Frankenstein. No and it's, shit. And I can't remember what uh it's like bavaria or something like that no shit yeah yeah it's it's foreign film which i'm already sold oh yeah so totally. I'll, I'll watch it with no subtitles were you ever a fan of van helsing no i couldn't because i, I couldn't it was too campy for i was gonna say a little too x-men for yeah, you it was like okay we get it resident evil yeah and it was like oh the guy that played wolverine's now playing van helsing mm-hmm. he changed one letter of what he's involved in <laughs> <laughs> That joke was so bad, I want you to keep it in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was Jason's original name in the first Friday the 13th? Jason Voorhees. Yeah, yeah it was Jason Voorhees. That was my guess, too, is Joshua Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just doesn't... It's supposed to be Joshua Voorhees, and they typed it up Jason Voorhees, and they just fucking play it. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know, just one of those weird, like, huh. I know he didn't get his mask until like the third movie, second movie, something yeah, like that. Yeah, third movie. Second movie, he still had one of my favorites, the burlap sack with mm-hmm. one eye hole yeah. in it. Yeah, no, that's my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like the Corey Feldman one? No. Yeah, I was going to say it was too much, right? Yeah. Same with when the girl starts like battling him telekinetically. It's like, okay. What's the, what's the vampire movie that Corey Feldman was in? Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Did you ever see the new one? Oh, yeah. It was okay, but like Corey Feldman was just like, I used to be a big deal, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know he's still on tour? Mm-hmm. Would you ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> little sparkly vest comes uh-huh. out. Yeah. As long as I'm getting inebriated. Have you seen the pits at those shows? <sighs> it's probably a... <laughs> they have pits. <laughs> Dude, they go so hard, like no one's ever told them they couldn't. The kids that do the punk punch dance thing, they'll be like 45 and like just stretched out. So the theater kids grew up. Oh, yeah. Okay. They still remember him from back when like Corey and Corey was a thing. And most of our listeners won't even know what we're talking about. (laughs) What's your favorite Corey Feldman film? Because he's been in a ton of horror movies. Yeah, he really has. Uh, Probably Lost Boys when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Because that movie, like I never got how it was rated R. Like, it's a PG movie with a rated R title, you know? Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Fright Night? No. It was the same way. It okay. was, like, rated R, but, like, how was beyond me. Yeah. Um, probably. Gremlins was cute. Yeah, Gremlins was, absolutely. Even Leprechaun. It's yeah. so campy, you know? And then it's got the one Jessica from Friends. Oh, yeah, I forgot Jennifer Aniston was in that. Yeah, uh-huh. It's like when Paul Rudd pops up in movies. You're just like, oh, yeah, wet, hot American summer. Yeah. <laughs> After Seinfeld was like, oh, do you want more Jews in a coffee shop? <laughs> yeah. Got you. Yeah. Now Mark Norman's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah, probably my favorite Corey movie, Lost Boys. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other ones he was even involved in. I'm drawing a blank. He's... I say, like, I love Stand By Me, but that's not in the category. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did traumatize plenty of people. Yeah. Would you put Wizard of Oz in horror? Uh, if you If you read the book, yeah. And same with the second movie was way more like scary. Yeah. yeah. Return to Oz where they rip apart the scarecrow and it was the first dismemberment on camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't it. know that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like The Wizard of Oz, but another Corey Feldman is The Burbs. 
Yeah, is my sure. Bruce Dern and Tom Hanks. Yeah, movies in general. In fact, I need to throw that on here soon. Oh, you and your cousin got me into it. You laugh to that, like I laugh to the Three Stooges. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest shit in the world to me. <laughs> there's something about because Bruce Dern, right, plays Bruce Dern in it. Mm-hmm. And there's something way he says about spelled the goddamn brownies. <laughs> yeah. Even when we watch the Three Stooges in the army now, when mm-hmm. they get recruited and they all slam their rifles <laughs> on the ground and three fucking ducks fall out of the air. Not oh, one, man. three. Yeah. Uh, just that's prime, yeah. prime movie. It's stupid yeah. shit like that that gets me, you know, more than anything. Dude, I try to watch comedies now and I'm like, I just want to laugh like Airplane. Why is that so hard? <laughs> Do you think Airplane still holds up? Oh, to me it does. Yeah. To everyone else, probably not. Yeah. You're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when it's like the woman walks up, you know, uh, can you speak jive? Yeah. You spoke some jive. Yeah. <laughs> They're all taking turns slapping that lady. Like, you just can't fucking do that. A whole line, the lead pipe, the chain around the knuckles. Yeah. Well, an airplane, too, and they're going through the uh, the metal detector, uh-huh. and it's just like, they're just going through and everybody's naked. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the first hit scenes I ever saw. Yeah, dude. It just, it pops out, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you a fan of the Hot Shots movies with Charlie Sheen? Oh, yeah. That whole era, you know, before it got to the scary movie, disaster movie era. Yeah. It was like, spoofs were good. Well, and I like it, too, because they had, like, big actors who played serious roles come and play something absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, like, I don't know if Leslie Nielsen did anything, like, super serious. I'm sure he was a pretty—I'm sure he was probably up there with, like, Michael Caine with some of his yeah. films back in the day. I just don't know enough. But, you know, he still did Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same with like uh, guys like Steve Martin. They can yeah. be serious if they wanted to be, for sure. Did you hear that VHS is coming out with another one? I think it's their 10th one. No shit. I didn't even realize they made that many. I know I've seen a handful of them. I love the concept. Yeah. You know I'm an anthology whore when yeah. it comes the to The first those. two are good. I remember the third one sucked. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw like the fourth or fifth one and they weren't like as good. But those first two still are like, they still hold up really, really well. I saw Peacock or Paramount. One of the two is doing a creep show reboot. Okay. Instead of a movie, it's like a TV show now. I could dig that. Yeah. I don't I think I ever actually saw creep shows. Is that something I should throw on? Uh, John Carpenter took a Stephen King short story thing. Yeah, it's, I think you dig it for okay. sure. It's It plays out like a comic book in the right way. Like one of the stories is a meteorite that hits a farmer's property. He touches it to see if it's worth anything and starts growing plants off his body. Just weird shit. I like that. One's a sterile surgeon of a guy. He lives in an all-white apartment and cockroaches become an issue. Like just fun horror tales of the crypt type shit. Kind of like trick or treat, how they mm-hmm. do it in that the different stories over the night. Yeah, I I do. I, yeah, and it all ties together, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love that type of shit. I guess the next VHS is supposed to be them on, on like a space station or something like that. Oh no shit! So that'll be really interesting. I remember when the first one came out, and the whole idea was I need you to break into this house and get the VHS tape. He gets in there, and the whole house has VHS tapes. Uh-huh. The staticky TV, the camera's pointed backwards, and there's a dead body in the recliner, and him switching the videos out between each one, you're always just waiting for something. And he never moves. Yeah. He's legitimately just like, no, he's just a dead dude in a recliner. Yeah. There's no context at all of what's going on. Just to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, just a couple kids breaking into a house. Yeah. Were you ever a fan of Don't Breathe? Uh, I don't think I saw that one. Oh, that's right up your alley. They break into the house of this old man that's got a safe full of shit and I, he's yes, blind. Yes, no, I have seen that he one. He was the one off of uh, Avatar. 
You know who I'm talking about? The guy oh, who plays the general? Yeah, the colonel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck he is. The old gray guy. What did you think of Disturbia? Oh, the one with Shia? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Have you seen uh, Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart? Yes. Dude, yeah, it was its inspiration for Disturbia. I thought it was way better than people gave it credit for. I agree. They're like, oh, put in a hot next door neighbor and an Asian best friend. People will love it. And I did. I did too. I'm like, why are we wasting our time with Transformers? Yeah, exactly. No, I remember thinking the same thing when I saw it. I was like, because I tried to watch it the other night mm-hmm. and I couldn't. It's not on anything. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to buy it on Amazon Prime. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know? why? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted to watch that one because I wanted to see if it like held up. Because I remember us like, really liking it for sure it wasn't like our 23 by any means oh nice yeah <laughs> talk about a halloween movie most people <laughs> we have were seen. we obsessed about that movie for months jesus christ we needed help yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign things topsy-turvy nobody gets it yeah i remember we saw it like a sunday night I was like fuck i got school tomorrow yeah and it just fucked our whole week up uh-huh. yeah. yeah it's all we talked about sitting in math class it's like what what yeah. another 23 <laughs> But no, uh, with the movies like Disturbia, do you think that that kind of era of film is dying off where it's like teenager living next door to a serial killer? I think so. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of over. I don't see it as much as I used to. Remember when like the stepfather movies would come out and shit where it's like dad's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mom's no. dating a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I think all of it now is just like we've got a black family and we're going to throw them in a situation that they really probably wouldn't be in in the first place. Like that's the problem I have with the first, the new exorcist that's coming out. I was mm-hmm. like. No, they wouldn't put up with that shit for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you like, lost it, me when little black girl was lost in the woods. Like, yeah. no, she wasn't. <laughs> you know, that shit makes me think of the uh, Slenderman murders. When it was like the girls that took the other girl out in the woods and stabbed her to death and tried to tell the cops that it was Slenderman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just don't think, like, if you made Blair Witch and had, like, cast a Friday. Yeah. It just... <laughs> The barbershop Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> oh, shit. Get in the fucking car. Like, we're out. Oh, Chris Tucker just keeps going off in the woods. We've been watching <laughs> our asses for fucking days. <laughs> I remember I had a team leader when we were talking about, like, you know, the ghost shit that was happening in our houses. Yeah. And we're like, hey, Sergeant, you know, how do you feel about this? It's like, man, that's some white people shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. That's, that's, that's fair. God damn. Well, elegantly said. Yeah. 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 So that was such like, like mud in his mouth too. Like spit a mouthful of spit afterwards, but it was dry. Yeah, he was not having it. And I appreciated it. I was like, God, that is, that's is very accurate. It's a man that knows where he draws a line yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, Larry had pulled up a few questions for us. Would you want to get into a few before we finish out? Absolutely. And I just want to say thank you for not bringing the projector again this time. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like a bit that you were going to do when you're like, no, I need to get it out of the back seat. Mm -hmm. And you literally just used it. Yeah. And next time you mail us a thumb drive, please at least put your address and name on it so we don't just get a random one that says play me on it again. We had to get a new laptop just to plug it in to make sure it wasn't anything we had to fry. Yeah, weirdly enough, it was a 1999 online web-exclusive Garfield Halloween copy on there where you have to click things to get the clues. I, I didn't know where it came from, but I wasn't complaining. No. I mean, we always said fuck it to the laptop anyway, so we were kind of hoping it was a virus at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we let Larry use it, and now we don't really want it. No. But Wear My Mask asks, what cities would you guys want to trick-or-treat if you were young again? Long Island. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. I could see that. Just like zero cult- cultural reference to anything. Yeah. Just knocking on like 
every house. So bothered that you came here with your hand out. Trick or treat. They're like, what? Yeah, just get mad because I was expecting a deli sandwich or like a piece of meat. <laughs> yeah, they just give you a packet of horseradish sauce from Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, for me, NOLA. I think New Orleans would just be a blast. Like, what the fuck is NOLA? <laughs> uh, yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans would yeah. be really, really fun, actually. I think it would just be one of those, like, people would really play into the Day of the Dead festival, too. I would, too. Blast. Oh, yeah, for sure. You see that Bond movie that introed with the Day of the Dead? Yeah. Shit was crazy. I loved it. Let's see. Dudley Do Wrong asks us, any fun Halloween stories? Anything short and sweet you can think of? <sighs> Not really. Just when we went to haunted houses. Yeah, we haunted houses, I think, was, was probably... There used to actually be a haunted house here in Estacada mm-hmm. way back in the day. Oh, the house on Hayden? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was something I look forward to every year. That was very well done. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a pretty big deal, too. You let rednecks scare teenagers, nothing ever goes wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> see. Jack O'Lantern asks us, Fuck, Mary kill... Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver, and Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, that is a heavy list, my friend. I was going to say, Jesus, go straight for the jugular on us. Okay. Hmm. I would kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. I would marry Sigourney Weaver. Mm Mm-hmm. I would fuck Sherry Moon. We had ours vice versa. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis has my heart. You ever seen that workout video with her and Travolta from the 80s? Sure have. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Google that, kids. Yeah. So Jamie Lee, it's got to be the fuck. Sigourney Weaver's got to be the Mary. Sherry Moon, zombie. I feel like there's enough white trash Barbie dolls out there. Mm-hmm. She's got to go. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's been fun doing Halloween episodes. It sure has been. No, I think, uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. We got a couple other specials coming up, you know, as the seasons roll on. Oh, God. When I get out the champagne for New Year's, it'll be a treat. Yeah, we're going to be doing a uh, 2023 review end of December. Yeah. yeah, Larry's been working with the homeless. Thanks for tuning in. Stay spooky. Join us for the rest of the holiday festive season. You never know what we're going to throw at you. And trick or tweet. Don't wear your seatbelt, folks. <laughs>